apa kabar? Bonjour. Hello. Assalamualaikum. Hola. This is episode 3 of the Northumbria Global Podcast. I'm Lina and today we will discuss how Northumbria supports international students throughout their university journey. You're listening to the Northumbria Global Podcast, brought to you by Northumbria University, Newcastle. I'm Rob Carthy, the Director of International Development. We're a global university and every year we welcome thousands of students from all over the world. Northumbria is a research-rich, business-focused university with a global reputation for academic excellence. This podcast series will talk to you about everything that you, as an international student, need to know to make the most of your time here. Make sure you subscribe to find out how you can take on tomorrow at Northumbria University. Welcome to the Northumbria Global Podcast. I'm here with a staff and a student here from Northumbria. If you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm a Malaysian student from Northumbria and I'm currently on my placement with the university. I study business with marketing management. Hi, my name is Chris Butler. I'm the High Performance Talent Identification and Pathways Manager, as well as the Head of Women's Basketball at the University. Hello, I'm Joy Grenier. I'm Head of Welfare in Student Support and Wellbeing. Great, nice. I'm really happy to have you all here. I'm Lena. I'm delighted to be hosting this episode for you today. So today we'll talk about all different types of services and facilities on offer here at Northumbria that support and guide international students specifically. So the support from Northumbria starts even before you apply to study with us. Northumbria has regional offices in China, Malaysia, Thailand, India and Nigeria. And regional offices offer a free service that helps with all the steps of your application and visa process to make coming to study here at Northumbria University really as easy and straightforward as possible. And Jasmine, did you have an experience with this at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when I was applying for university, I remember I was emailing someone from the regional office and I feel like most Malaysian students remember her name. Her name was Nina, I think, so shout mm-hmm. out to her if she's listening. <laughs> But um, yeah, she really did help with things sort of like clearing what sort of visa we needed and the application process. So the regional office, they tend to do sort of a pre-departure briefing to students before we come over to the UK. And I found that pre-departure briefing really useful because they shared information like uh, what sort of documents you needed when you first arrived to the UK. And it gave us like helpful tips like, Put your documents in a clear flip through um, mm-hmm. file so it's easier for the immigration officer to like flip through them and it won't cause like such a, a chaos like on the counter yeah <laughs> uh, but also during the pre-departure uh, briefing I met other students that were gonna come in at the same time as me so I met like a lot of friends before like even coming so I remember me- meeting people who are on different courses different colleges from Malaysia but they were all coming in so it was good to get like contacts before we um, came. Uh, yeah, definitely. That would be really comforting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it, you know that you have someone there already that, yeah. that you know is going to be going through the same thing. Yeah, we even made like a little WhatsApp group <laughs> so we all knew when to arrive. Uh, but the other thing that was really good about the pre-departure was that they mentioned there was going to be like a meet and greet service. So like some of us came to trains and like planes, but the university offered a pickup service and it's free so that was really good and your parents can come along as well so I was mm-hmm. traveling with my family so it would be like really good and they bring you straight away to your accommodation mm, that's yeah. wonderful 
I think some people tend to be more confident and brave when they go to study to a new country and some of us might be a bit more nervous but I think we can all agree that having someone to meet you there at the airport is like the best thing isn't it oh yeah definitely. yeah and I understand that you Chris look after our athletes and you mentioned that you have a similar thing for them as well right yeah that's right any yeah. Um, international scholar who is successful in the scholarship application our sports season might start a little bit earlier so it's good to introduce them to the city but also if they're turning up without the rest of their cohort maybe from uh, whichever country they're traveling from it can be quite daunting to turn up at the airport without anyone to meet you not knowing how to navigate metros understanding the Geordie accent could be a big problem for a lot of <laughs> yeah. students anyway so so we'd send either myself or the coaches will go and meet them pick them up take them to their accommodation take them for some food and then it just helps with that sort of breaking the barrier coming into the country and then introducing them to their sports team so they've got an instant ready-made group of friends Oh, that's, that's great. So do you get uh, people from all different countries coming to, to do sports? Yeah, we do a, a lot um, from the US typically for our, for our focus sports, but we do have uh, students from I think it's 27 different countries within our sports teams. Oh, that's, that's great. It sounds like getting involved in a sports team would be like a great way to meet people from around the world then as well, isn't it? That's oh, without, without a doubt, team. yeah. Whether, whether you're a performance athlete all the way through to participation, just want to get involved for health and well-being, it's a great way to meet people and a great mm. way to have fun, stay in shape and just yeah. stay on top of your studies. <laughs> that's what everyone was telling me as well when I first moved to, to the UK. Everyone was saying like, yeah, that's the best way to meet people, just join the sport, sports team. So I was like, okay, I'm going to uh, join a sports team. And I used to do ballroom and Latin dancing by home. So that's, that's the, I know that some people might think that it's, it's not a sport, but <laughs> that's the sports team I joined. And it was really actually effortless like to, to make friends there, but also it was it was just great to, um, to do something that I used to do back home because it helped me to, to feel like I brought that piece from home. So it's, it helps you to feel like you settle in and all definitely helps to de-stress as well. So would you like to tell us a bit more about the variety of sports that people can get involved with? Do you have a lot of international sports that could yeah, maybe we, we have um, So we have, outside of the US and Canada, we have the best um, like sports uh, council, if you like, who like monitor university sports called Bucks, which is the British University Colleges of Sport. So it's doing very high, it's a good governing body and they govern all of university sport from like top leagues all the way down to participation. So in some sports that are very popular, there could be 13, 14 different leagues. So every university across the 190 universities in the UK have an opportunity to, to take part in these. Um, I'm proud to say that in Northumbria finish in the, in the top 10, and we have done for the last five years, which is fantastic for our sport. But I work predominantly with the performance side um, of which we have about eight or 900 students per year who take part in teams. So there are 51 different sports that are on offer through uh, British University College of Sport. And we compete in 27 of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have interest in other sports. So we have basketball, football, all the way through to um, Ultimate, which is Ultimate Frisbee, but I get told off for calling it Ultimate Frisbee. It's I just Ultimate. Right in there. There you go. Yeah, yeah, she's from Malaysia. She's in the team. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. She enjoying her time? Yeah, she like really like raves about it all the time. And it is good and, and it's a good way for students to see other parts of the country so we play against other universities so in our first week we played away in Edinburgh and we left a little bit earlier because I have um, seven international players on my first team and it's their first time in Scotland and to see the castle so it was a great opportunity I mean the, the basketball was by the by for them they were happy to visit another country and see Edinburgh Castle and have a wander around and it was actually sunny for a change which was nice so so it, it is good it can bring uh, bring a lot of people together. Yeah, that's perfect. And I know I'm from Lithuania and basketball is said to be the second religion. 
And when people meet me and they say they see that I'm tall and they know about Lithuania and they know they know about basketball, they always ask me, Oh, so do you play? And I have to be a bit embarrassed and say, like, oh no, sorry, I just like to watch. So <laughs> for other people that are a bit more of a spe spectators rather than those that actually like to get involved in sports, are there opportunities for those as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have, um, we've been voted the top five facilities uh, out of all British universities. So we have a very good, like, very good offer for our students. We have a 2000 seat capacity stadium, which during um, Bucks Wednesdays, which is when all universities sport play, uh, there's the fixed seating which can hold about four or five hundred people so people are able to come and watch we have a lot of sport going on at one time because it is just on Wednesday so we'll have volleyball on one court we'll have netball that is played on our centre court and then we have basketball and badminton on our far court so there's always a good opportunity to, to watch mm -hmm. that's great and would you like to tell us a bit more about the facilities here I know you mentioned it a little bit sure so it, um, the facilities were built here on the city campus in 2010 and it was a 30 million pound investment so that gives you an idea of the scope of the size of it. Um, we have a three-court facility downstairs, which is where all of our like bucks will play. Then we have a massive enrichment program, which last year uh, had 3,000 students taking part in across the university. So that was great that we were able to get out to so many students and people to take part in sport, whether it's for the first time one-off session or join. And then we have uh, on our second floor, we are linked with the Faculty of Health and Life Science, where we have some fantastic uh, sport and exercise science labs, some physiology labs, some biomechanics labs, and then for performance sport, we have a strength and conditioning room, which is a fantastic tool for our performance sport. So in six of our sports, we're ranked uh, like in the top four in the country, which is great, and they get that extra support there. Then you can go up onto the third floor, where there's the commercial gym, which it has a lot of members and every year a lot of staff and students join. It's uh, £180 it was this year to join for the year and for that membership you can use the gym anytime you want from 7 till 10. Um, you can take part in 70 different exercise classes through the week which is fantastic and then we have um, a, fit, um, a 25 metre swim pool with eight lanes and the students are able to access that through any open swim. And just recently, which our students were happy about on the sports teams, a sauna and steam room was added in the summer just gone. So that's been a very popular addition to yeah. uh, well to all student staff and the community. Yeah. Do you still have the climbing wall, by the way? We do. Thank you for reminding me on that. We do have the climbing wall and we now have a new instructor in place. So again, if you're a member of the, of the facility, you can book an induction, which is free, and then you're able to, to use the climbing wall as well. Oh, that's amazing. It sounds like I want to get involved in everything now. <laughs> um, great, and um, right across from the Sports Centre we have our library. And I was actually really impressed when I first came here because our library at Northumber University is ranked joint first in the UK for student experience, which is incredible, isn't it? So um, Jasmine, what was your experience of using this fantastic library? Was it easy to, to find a study space that worked for you specifically? So in my first year, the library is slightly different, but in second year, I think I used the library even more. My friends and I used to joke that said that we lived in the library even, because <laughs> the library is open 24-7, especially during like term times. And then whenever our assignments were coming in, my friends and I would find that it's a lot easier to study, especially in the new like area in the library, because there's things like the study pods, where like for me personally, I like studying like on my own but it's nice to know that my friends are around as well mm -hmm. so I would have like my little anti-social corner but when I needed to like ask questions I knew like my friends were in like a different pod or in the same area and it, it's just such a nice like environment to study and do your work but I remember there was one night where I was studying quite late and 
the library was quite empty but security was around which I felt was really good like I didn't feel completely alone and if anything was like happening like I knew someone was there to like help around and they go around and like check if everyone's okay especially late in the night so I think that's mm. really good yeah, yeah definitely and I used to work from home a lot um, mm-hmm. when I was uh, a student from the comfort of my bed <laughs> so for other people uh, if, if, if they're like that as well is, was it easy for you to access the resources online uh, or off campus as well online especially looking for like the articles and the journals it was really easy with the portal, with the library portal, just like type in what you needed, what sort of like journal or reports. And like from there, like it was really easy to just do my referencing as well. Mm-hmm. So I think like all the services for the library is really spot on. Mm-hmm. That's great. That, that's great to know. And other than study spaces, books and academic journals, the library is also home to career service. They run seminars, workshops, and many other activities, which become a really essential part of your university life and student experience because they can help you develop personally and professionally as well. They offer advice with preparing for interviews and gaining the right experience so that you you can step out of this whole university life into the real world and have that extra something that the employers really are looking for that helps you stand out amongst other job applicants. So, Jasmine, did you have any experience with that as well, with the career service? Oh yeah, definitely. Since like early on I mentioned I'm on my placement and being an international student, it's a lot different when you're applying for jobs here compared to back home. So I remember my the career service definitely helped with, I had a module in, in uni to help us with um, creating our CV, our cover letters, but especially during like later in the day when I needed someone to look over my CV when I was doing a big application and I don't feel comfortable or like confident enough to send it off and my lectures are busy, I would just pop by to the career service and you don't need to do like booking in advance. You can just like ask them like, oh, I need someone to look over or like when I had questions about an interview or like what should I reply them to even just like the smallest thing of like emails when mm-hmm. they email me like about interview and I don't know what to ask and I just know that it's so easy to just pop over and then someone's there to answer it yeah and it really really helped me and like I'm proud to say that now I have placement and I'm on it yeah. and well done yeah thanks <laughs> that's amazing I know that when you move here it's like yeah. everything's different even the way you have to write emails professional yeah. emails as you said so yeah. even the support is there even the way you like write your sentences over here like I just Sometimes I wouldn't know what's the right way to phrase the thing that I was trying to explain and then someone would just come and like, tell me like this is what I should include and stuff. It's really good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. It's, it's nice to see that you were using it <laughs> and it was helpful. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to quickly mention that Nordhumbria also offers Nordhumbria Skills Program that organize bookable sessions that run throughout the academic year. And they cover topics such as writing an essay, referencing, writing your dissertation, and a variety of others. In addition to that, regular drop-in sessions take place. So if you have a specific question or just need general study skills advice, you can simply pop along. So just like um, Jasmine mentioned, yeah, you can just you don't need to book a session. If you have a question about emails or anything similar to that, you can just along and someone's going to be able to help you with that. So the academic support and guidance is there for you but in addition there are times where we all need some you know other types of support and, and, and guidance so that's where the team of student support and well-being comes in. So Joy would you please tell us a bit about what your team can, can help international students with? Absolutely we are the welfare immigration and funding team so really the title says it all. I think certainly for our international students, the word immigration 
will will certainly strike something into their hearts and we are the team who help international students from the minute they make an application to come to the UK. We work very closely, it's already been mentioned, the officers overseas. We work closely with them so that they are aware of the, the latest immigration rules. Uh, in the UK we do have a, a relatively complex immigration system and we're very aware of that and what we want to do is to make it as easy for students to navigate through this system as possible. So we work with the overseas officers to make sure they understand and know all the latest obligations on students. Uh, we work with our applicant services who make the offers, who give out the CAS. I'm sure all international students know what a CAS is. I don't need to explain it. We make sure that everything in the CAS is um, correct. And then if students need individual help, we will sometimes liaise with students before they come to the UK. But that, as Jasmine has said, is mainly done by the teams who work um, overseas. When students arrive here, the, the team the, the, that I manage actually runs the meet and greet service. We've already talked about that. And we help with induction. And when students are here, we help them with <clears throat> to be honest, all manner of things. If, if students have an individual thing that's troubling them, it might be to do with their course, it might be to do with their, their life outside the university, we can offer help and advice on, on all manner of things. Students can come to us if they don't know where else to go. Mm -hmm. They can also come to us if they know that we do offer advice on that specific matter. So I would say to students, if you're feeling maybe... Uh, something's not right but I don't quite know who to go to the chances are you can come to us and we can either help you directly or we can show you who can help you but back to the immigration it doesn't go away when students are here it continues until they get back to their home country so for example if a student needs to have extra time on their course they will need a new visa and we will help students through that process step by step so we have sessions where students can come along and they find out what they need to do we then tell them again when they need to do it they come to us with their documents we check them we do the visa application we send documents to the home office we get them back we give them etc etc we, we we hopefully provide a service which takes the fear out of applying for visas which you know we all understand that it's it's something which can make students feel very anxious and we hopefully provide reassurance that it, yeah. it can be done and we we manage that system for students. Not all students need to apply for the visa. When they're here they come on the visa that they came in with and they leave on that visa but probably about 40% of students need to adjust their immigration status in some way and we are the team who help with that. Yeah. Do you help with after you graduate and let's say you get a job offer with visa applications, do you guys like give advice on that? We give advice and we help students apply for some visas for work after study, which would be the tier one graduate entrepreneur. And a lot of our students have gone on to that. It's where a student has an idea for a business and they don't have funds so they, they need a visa to allow them to build up the funds and build up the business. So we, along with our um, enterprise team, help students. We, we do the actual application with the student. The enterprise team deal with the business side of things. So setting up the business, 
quite a few of our students have got businesses in Newcastle. I was reading a magazine yesterday and it was talking about kimchi, which is the latest, and lo and behold, there's a photograph of one of our graduates who have a, um, a tier one visa. Yeah. Our career services, uh, career service, sorry, advisors on tier two visas, which is like a work permit. All right, cool. That's great, yeah. It's, it's, it's really useful to have someone help you navigate this um, difficult process, so I'm, I'm glad you're here. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And do you offer any support for those that maybe struggle to find friends, even though there are opportunities to get involved in sports, and maybe people just get we a, do. a bit uncomfortable with that situation? We do indeed. Often when students come to see us, we, we have, a, just to explain briefly, we have a team of advisors who operate on a drop-in system, so students don't need appointments. They can come in all day, every day, during the week. Uh, we also have our Ask for Help service in the library who are available 24-7. So student, for example, a student might come in and they don't really know what's wrong, they're just not feeling fantastic. Mm -hmm. This can be culture shock, it can be fatigue from traveling, it can be all sorts of things. Maybe the, the way we study is not what they expected, maybe their English isn't quite what they thought it was. All sorts of things can make students feel just not quite right. We will talk through with students what's going on and sometimes what will come out is that they haven't made many friends and we can then offer them solutions via the Students' Union. We run something called Fast Friends in conjunction with the Students' Union and students can go on visits to other cities, they can do um, day activities, evening activities, things are run over the Christmas period when the university is not open totally. Mm -hmm. So we can offer students ways of, of making friends. And talking of sport, often we say that's one of the first questions we ask students, either on a casual basis or from our counsellors who are doing therapeutic work with students, we can say to students, do, do you know about our sports facilities? Because as we've said, sport is a great way to make friends. It's also really good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. So we will say to students, get involved in something. If you're not sporty, go as a spectator. Mm -hmm. If you're not particularly fit, get fit. Go and, and join something, meet people, and it, it's just really good for your physical and mental health. So we often say to students, go and seek out sport, go to the Students' Union, and that, that is a, a good way to make friends. Definitely. I think on that as well, it's important. There is this, the playing aspirations, or there's the, the gym, but we also have a very big uh, volunteer and internship program. So like we're saying, if you don't want to play a sport, you, we have uh, students who are studying uh, creative writing, who do some journalism. We have photography students, we have marketing students who can help market our bigger games. So there's, there's a very big, um, volunteering internship ran through sport which all students can get involved with so it's just great to see people who are made passionate or want to have a, a bigger friendship group or meet some new people but they're always welcome to apply for those positions uh, either in September or in January. I think one of the other things I'd just like to mention is within student sport and well-being we have the chaplaincy mm. and the chaplaincy is for people of all faiths or none and they run for example, workshops on um, mindfulness, which is something that a lot of students are interested in, a lot of staff are interested, but a lot of students are interested in. And they run retreats, so students can go up to places in Northumberland and get together with like-minded people, whether it's they share a religion or not, but maybe students who don't want to go out in town, who want to do something a bit more 
um, on, a, on a quiet, more peaceful level. Mm -hmm. the, the chaplaincy is a good service. And they also do our Christmas carol service. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so many things are happening. That's great. I think one of, one of the other aspects that international students tend to worry about is safety when coming to study abroad. And it's natural that th throughout the university years, um, you will have sometimes to do late nights. They, as, as Jasmine mentioned, yeah. you do stay in the library quite a lot. It becomes your second home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to put our listeners' uh, mind at ease, Northumbria has been rated in the top 20 safest UK universities based on the World University Rankings 2018. One of the reasons for that might be that um, we do have the 24-7 security on campus and we, we also have the, the free app called Safe Zone. I don't know if any of you used it before? Uh, I've not used it, but my friends do have the app and the security wise, like uh, in first year when I lived in accommodations, there was like a problem in my uh, accommodation, like in the middle of the night or something and someone just rang security. and. It was I, like a blink of an eye, the security guy was there already like helping and like explaining how, what's going on and all that. So I think definitely our, our university has been really good, like it's really safe. I think Jasmine needs to um, upload the Safe Zone app because it's also useful outside of the university. Uh, yeah. It works um, around the city of Newcastle and if for example you were coming into the university and something had happened, there'd been a flood or the electrics were down or something, which never happens of course, but if it did happen, <laughs> you would be alerted to that on the Safe Zone app. If for example the library was closed mm -hmm. for something temporarily, it would tell you that. So. It's very useful. It works as a GPS system. So if you're in the library at night mm -hmm. and you're worried and you haven't seen security on their normal rounds, you can press the red button on the screen and security, as you say, in the blink of an eye, would be able to come and see you. And um, I would just like to ask, is there anything else we haven't covered that you would like to share with our audience about the support and facilities we offer at Northumbria? I think security is something that we, we do need to mention because not every university has the security service that we have. All of our security staff are first aiders, so sometimes something will happen in accommodation where a student in the middle of the night will making themselves a cup of tea, they burn their hands, they don't know what to do, they can call security and security can treat the injury. And if they deem that that is an injury which needs to go further to hospital, they can arrange for transportation. You know, they do respond quickly, as we've already said, but they are trained as first aiders. And often they are the, the only person that a student can see at three or four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. um, because the rest of us obviously work normal office hours. So security are our first line of response out of hours if something happens. I think that links across to sport as well. All of our sports coaches, all of our sports staff in the centre are first aid trained just in case obviously sports are high risk injury uh, and then that even goes through to our travel so we've made our, our travel policies, our health and safety policies uh, even more stringent this year moving forward so we know where all students are at any one point, how they're travelling to away fixtures, how they're coming back, whether it's by coach, whether it's their own transportation, just so we can have that duty of care whether they're at university or a different university competing for us it's still that family feel. I think adding on to when we previously were talking about fast friends and different ways to meet people, I highly, highly encourage students to come and join societies in the SU because there's over a hundred societies out there. I'm currently the president of the Northumbria Malaysian Society. I've joined since I was in first year and even though coming to the UK I felt 
like oh, it was really nice meeting everyone from like different parts of the world people from local places here it was nice to know that there was like a group of people from back home that I could always come back to especially celebrating like Chinese New Year Christmas or even the Hari Raya for our Muslim friends it was just so nice to know that there was a community here and from there I've met even bigger like Malaysian communities throughout the whole of UK and because I got involved with all of these events, I've met so many people. It helped with my CV by like a lot, especially getting this placement. And I got to meet so many people like graduates who did do placements and they inspired me that anything is possible. Like if you come and just participate really. And it really did help me get over to like the culture shock and joining societies, meeting people helped me adjust to the UK. So. I think that's like my biggest tip like to go out there and just join a society like any society yeah and it's not just as you've obviously said jasmine but it's not just um different countries who are represented we have Mm -hmm. snowboarding societies i joined the photography it was film exactly photography got involved with uh, the su because they have different like photography uh, radio and the films I think there was one Harry Potter society too that I was like, that's really nice. <laughs> I, I really love what you just said as well. Yeah, just just go there and just enjoy all the facilities, all the sports, all the societies. And if anything, if anything goes wrong, as we learned throughout this episode, there's definitely going to be someone that has your back, that's able to help you, no matter what it is, even before you apply or until even until after you graduate. So... So that's it, right? (laughs) So thank you so much, guys. Um, That's for the episode three of our global podcast series on how North Hornbia supports international students throughout their university journey. I'm Lena, and we spoke with Joy Grenier, Chris Bunton, and Jasmine Nanta. Thank you again so much, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. On our next episode, we will cover pre-arrival information, including tips for travel and packing, as well as what you need to know and do in your first weeks here.